still seven lengths in front. Sender Walk can't pick him up. He's at Frankel. He gets an immediate response. The champion starts to draw away. big warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry Royal Ascot Review. This and preview, obviously, for tomorrow's bets. Uh, day four t- took place today in what was uh, hmm, interesting conditions, to say the least. My name's Lee Keys of SystemBet.co.uk and here to discuss today's trials and tribulations and this awful going is John Leng of John Joe's Blogspot on Facebook. John, Good evening, mate. A very good evening to you, sir. Uh, a very difficult week for, for many punters, I would presume, at Ascot this week, uh, ourselves included. We've not exactly covered ourselves in glory overall. Um, but um, interesting today with the weather and the ground. Much more than this. I'll be covering myself in tear and feathers. I don't know about covering myself in glory. Um yeah, I mean, the ground's just been abysmal today, hasn't it? Um, pretty much what we, we expected once that rain came in, you know? Um, yeah. as, as discussed earlier this morning, you know, I mean, the time for getting the tapete head out is long overdue, in my opinion, at any rate. Yeah, um, I mean, as you know, we, we had this discussion earlier in the year, and I'm a big turf fanatic. And and you you even said to me today, you know, you, you're becoming a convert. And to be honest, I th- I, I've got a theory, John, why why these tracks are now in, in an impossible position. Right? If you think about it, what is what's the biggest problem, right, with with these festivals now? We we often if you get if you get thunderstorms, you end up with with overwatered slop. I think I think we've, we're all in agreement on that. But if you think about it, why are they overwatering? It's because they've all spent millions of pounds on drainage systems that drain the track too well. So when you've got naturally dry weather in the summer, you have to chuck absolute plenty on to just get it good to firm. Drainage systems aren't helping, that's for sure. It's, it's caused all the problems. Right, you're lost the Ebor meeting uh, one year, the entire Ebor meeting. Um, and so what were York's reaction? It wasn't, well, it was just one of them, it was a one-off, you know, one-off year. Um, no, we'll spend absolutely millions on a drainage system. And again, since since they've done that, we're now moaning at, at funny ground at York when, when it goes on the soft side. Everyone's like, you know, like, like you get some real weird results at York, uh, you know, at, uh, Newmarket, Ascot. Um, you know, like like it's you know, Ascot's men fortune. Look at Cheltenham. You know, Cheltenham have to water these days before before Fez. I mean, I mean, it, it's mental. You know, like like just because like Cheltenham, you you used to end up soft, heavy ground. Um, uh, well, you know, these the, you know these festivals. You know, it's 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 let's have a better drainage system. So they've had a better drainage system, and they, they end up having to chuck zillions of gallons on. I don't. I, just don't see the the upside. There certainly isn't an upside. I mean, the uh, the year that York lost the April meeting, I had a suite at the Marriott, and uh, it turned out to be the most expensive breakfast I've ever had in my life. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what I took three baguettes out as well, packed to the gunnels <laughs> with uh, bacon, sausage, black pudding. For the journey yeah. home on the on the second morning, um, <laughs> absolutely sick as a parrot, honestly. Uh, well, no I, re- I, no I, refunds. I've got Dan Aykroyd in me to get in trading places for yeah. the Christmas suit. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, and and in salmon salmon sandwiches at jockeys, and that and now you you know you <laughs> I can just see it stuffing away. <laughs> Oh, I've got a tray. I've got a tray and put, put three big baguettes on and sliced them up and just helped myself to Buckley. Yeah. And Chef looked, I said, Well, I've paid about 900 quid for this. And he just went back behind the thing. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I, happy days. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Good stuff, John. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, so I mean, look, going forwards, this is this is never going to change. Um, we, we already ascertained that they've decided that that firms no good anymore. Um, you know, like in any dis- any description, you know, you can't, you could, you cannot have the word firm only in a, in a, in a going description at a festival. And it's funny because I'll start I'll start off by saying Ian Davis again, fantastic. Uh, listener of the show and he sent in a little piece uh from 1983 john and it was the 14th of june the opening day of the royal ascot meeting and a horse called stanera started at odds of seven to one for the prince of wales which was then a group two race yeah and time form said it, it appeared to relish the firm ground you know firm prince of wales uh she produced yeah, she produced what Timeform described as a spectacular performance, moving up on the inside rail uh, to win very easily from the favourite Sabre Dance. So, so that was on firm. And this is where we talk about weakened breeds and things. And three days later, Stanera contested the Hardwick <laughs> over two furlongs further at the same course. He moved into the lead quickly, quick and clear uh, from a horse called Electric. With a Coronation Cup winner, B My Native, 12 lengths further back in third, with a course record time of 2.26 and 4, um, which was uh, established by Grundy. So it beat Grundy's track record <laughs> you know, at the same meeting on firm ground. But this is my point that just because it's one man's, one man's poison, you know, it's one man's meat, why are we just pigeonholing horses? Every single horse in training is fragile. You know, uh, you know, fragile animals. I don't get it. It comes from the top, doesn't it? And any all the problems stem from the BHA not getting their arms around the situation and giving these clerks a firm directive that you know, firm ground is acceptable, hard ground isn't. You know, um, and if the ground is just firm, you leave it alone. You know, um, <clears throat> it's harder during the week. People are quite entitled to withdraw, you know? Yeah. I mean, they don't pay my ass trainers for withdrawing. So what's yeah. the problem? I mean, I mean, another thing, you know, I was really worried today. Um, you know, I spoke, spoke to my wife before uh, the first. And I said to her, I said, I said, they've decided to go ahead here. I said... Can you imagine live on ITV racing, right? If one slipped up today, and you know, and it, and it was a disaster. Imagine, imagine the bad press. I mean, it was a brave decision. I felt at the time, you know, like like you know, to to do what they did. I don't know if you agree or disagree, but I just felt, you know, as we know, when rain falls on 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 that kind of ground, you know, it could, you know, it's just. There could be some false patches of ground, etc., that they haven't walked on. Really, definitely, especially in real affected water most of the week. You know? Yeah. Um, it, uh, it was a potential minefield, you know. I mean, it ended up like the Somme, uh, mercifully free of mines, but, uh, you know, I think there was a couple of fast trenches as well. Um, yeah. Just very, very... Polar fair, really, and I think it's out there, capped off a very polar lake, you know. Honestly, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of of like watching sort of like I'm, I'm not a fan of watching group ones on heavy and things like that. It reminded me of, of Ascot at Champions. Uh, yeah, I was going to say I don't like Champions Day. Like, I think it's a, a vile fixture. I think they should never take my Champions stakes away from the market. No, well, they messed with the calendar again. I understand why they did it. I get it, but to stage it that late in the season when when you're running on uh, hot and deep ground is really? yeah, it's it's a mistake. Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, that's our thoughts on the the watering situation, etc. Uh, we'll move on to the questions because you make the show, uh, and I'm going to start off with uh, a question from David Harkness on YouTube, who says. Uh, I'll cut this down because obviously he puts his opinion in there. And he said, would racing media coverage be improved if pundits were at the very least semi-serious bettors, John? 
I think it definitely would because it's very rare the, the angle of punters ever really gets discussed, you know, in the case in point, um, when Archie's horse was first past the post today, um, there an awful lot of punters on that, where it was like, get your dicks out for Wesley after they got the result on ITV, you know, and I mean, we yeah. quite a lot of punters had it shoved right up the jacksies with that. I, I know it was always likely to be a change result, but yeah. a little bit of feeling towards them wouldn't have come amiss, you know. I mean, having the camera on Wesley punching the air as the revised results announced, you know, it's a bit of a kick in the bollocks for people, isn't it? Um, and, I mean, you don't get the impression with an awful lot of them, it's maybe they're maybe sticking 25 quid in the Betfair account at start at week and hoping that's more or less what's there at the end of the week. Yeah. You know, I mean, do, 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 you th- do you think, like, one of the problems is we've ne- we've not replaced Big Mac? You, you know, you know, to, you know, you know, to come from the the the. I mean, I know Big Mac now will be a di- dinosaur because there is no betting ring really. We know where it stems from, but we we need. I think punters need something to represent them, and like you just said, you you highlighted how they feel after a bad setback, or like you said, um, every a, a serious bettor will know if someone's had the each way flint bet and it's finished fourth, and just to just 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 to like project that feeling across that oh god each way better yeah yeah I mean I I didn't think someone else showed promise for doing that Um, in the early days of racing ring on satellite was Patrick Kinghorn Um, yeah yeah uh, good vibes about him and uh, I think he got a bit needly when he was in in the ring and ended up maybe having a fist fight with somebody but um I thought he had potential to be very good, and uh, I, I would have preferred him to McCrennick, in all honesty. Um, you know, I thought uh, he, he did say things from the punter's angle. Matt Chapman tries to be like a, a T.J. Hughes version of McCrennick, really, you know. Um, <laughs> and... His angling for the punters goes out the window if he's even mentioned one in his risible column in the sun, you know, because yeah. then it's boom and all this rubbish, you know, and the last thing you want is him celebrating when he probably hasn't even backed it. And uh, you'll maybe done your conkers on the runner-up. Um, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, I think, yeah the... We probably don't need some more serious betors on terrestrial telly. I certainly think it, and knowledgeable ones as well. But, but as we know, that's quite difficult because most of the knowledgeable ones are sat, sat at home actually doing it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they don't want the, the four hundred notes or whatever they pay to turn up there and you know and talk rubbish for a few hours. But but yeah. Um, See, I, I, I get it, David. Outness. Yes, I, we we both agreed that it could do with more uh, more knowledgeable content, shall we say? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So we move on from that question, and we go on to a couple of questions to do with Dragon Symbol. Um, Carl Swanson says, John, if you own Dragon Symbol, would you appeal the decision? I'd probably be more likely to camp in Kylie's garden and hope to get lucky one morning. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'd have any chance whatsoever, and uh, I wouldn't be bothered. <laughs> uh, and would you hope Danny Minogue was staying around that night as well? That'd be too much for me. <laughs> there wouldn't just be that tent. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Rape and boot at Mondeo, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's no way that they'd win an appeal. I think it was pretty straightforward. It's cut and dried. I didn't know why they took so long, really. And another thing, John, I've no, I've no idea why they interview jockeys. I don't know what they're going to get from that. 
Well, you know, you have plenty of bullshit, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> well, exactly. You know, one's going to say, well, what could I do? And the other one's going to say, well, I'd, I'd have got race. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's just like, it, it's a lot of things in racing, isn't it? Well, we've always done it like that. You know? yeah. And then other things will say, well, it's never happened before. And that's, that's the reason for not doing so much. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, shit, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it there, folks. Summed up by the bastards. The game, shit, really. Yeah, you're right. Um, just can't really argue with that. Um, right. So the next question on Dragon Symbol was from Faster Than Light, and he said, "How did Dragon Symbol uh, get beat at Haydock? Uh, I can put it. I can put that simply. Uh, the idiot on top." Um, and he was he was out on the wing. He made sure he got no cover from the headwind while he was sat lovely with cover uh, and delivered late. And he was basically mugged um, late in the day. Uh, and he got he also got beat because I had a big bet, <laughs> and 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 it would lose on the on the nod. So yeah, yeah, that that's how it got beat. Uh, uh, Haydock, and obviously today he got beat by hanging right across the track. There might be a bit of temperament in it. Who knows? I, you know, I mean, I don't know where that come from today. You know, it really did uh, take it across violently. Don't know if that's because it's uh, getting very hard for the horse now. He's in top company, and it's like there's a bit of uh, you know, a bit of messing about. I don't know, but it's a strange. Oh, he's not really one-handed. No. I, I, I agree with the stewards on this one for the for the band because he didn't do enough, and I'll tell you why he didn't do enough, right? Because he, he when it first started to drift, he changed his he changed his whip hand, which was the correct thing to do, and the, and he stopped. He, he he went hands and heels, but then he, he changed his whip hand again into the original hand and hit it again on the left side. So of course he he, he took it further. I mean, I, I, you can't be that brain dead when you know the horse is hanging that that far, uh, that far, so that far to the right to hit it then on on with your left hand again. You know, you, knowing that that's the way it's going. So yeah, it's, I think well, it was... here's another one I'm afraid to have a giggle about um, when he's won on uh, Jeff Smith's first later on. Yeah, he's, he's coming back to receive the plaudit. He stood up in the end. He takes his right hand off to acknowledge the crowd. Ask Dave's left, puts him off. Because he hasn't taken into account the fact that there's only been pressure on the left hand there. Right. Right. I didn't, didn't, didn't pick that up. Interesting insight there. So, 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 so basically you're saying that it, as, he's, as he's sort of saluting. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course... He's under a, a left-hand drive against Frankie. And again, possibly, maybe there's a lack of compensation for the fact that he's only got his right-hand rein applying the majority of the pressure. Maybe it's okay, well, that brings us to our next question then, John, which is kind of leads into this one. And it's from Ricky Santini, a uh, good Betfair Forum guy. Uh, Leicester City fan for his sins. Um, uh, hope you're well, Ricky. And it, this is a question for you, John. Obviously, he thinks you're really old, and I'm not, because he because he says he says how does he how does John rate the current crop of jockeys compared to the past? Well, how far does he want me to go back? You know, are these better than Fred Ark, Todd Sloan, you know, Herbert Jones? Where, where, where are we going with this? You know, Billy Nevitt. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know you. I know you've got a lot of fans. I mean, uh, but did did we have the golden era with with Corth and Carson, Edry, Swinburne? Yes, I think so. Yeah, um, big, Yeah, um, I don't remember half the issues that seem to pop up now before races. You know, I mean. All, all of a sudden, we've got this crop of jockeys and a wide drawn around course at Ascot's an absolute nightmare. Um, you know, um, you can't be drawn wide at York, you can't this, you can't that, you know. There's a lack of pace that's concerning them. The same as all the 
the Russians to get their excuses in before the race is even run, you know. Uh, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't open up for me, you know. Um, couldn't get cover, um, which is one of the most under, overused phrases I've ever heard in my life. I mean, I don't know how horses manage to work at home because they don't work on, with cover. Most work's done upside. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> it, it defies belief, you know. But then when you you look at what's training these jockeys these days, at the racing skills, you know, you've got the likes of Perham, um, Kim Tinkler, for God's sake. You know, where the hell do you expect this to end up? You know, I mean, jockeys used to go to trainers and it was a hard school, but they learned how to ride properly because, you know, I mean, a lot of these trainers were hard men as well, you know, I mean, likes of Frenchie Nicholson that brought an awful lot of jockeys along. Um, you know, Sam Hall made a lot of jockeys in the north. You know, yeah. and I mean, Sam Tracy, I mean, he, he couldn't have hoisted him onto a horse, you know, but by God, he knew how to teach him, you know. Um, well, is, 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 is that it, though? I, I mean, it's incredible to think that if you're an aspiring jockey and you go to, you know, to, to the racing schools, that you, you're getting taught by Kim Tinkler, um, Richard Perham and David Cross. And, you know, three jockeys that really are have been totally shit. You know, sent um, back to the racing school, in all honesty. I mean, I mean what made me laugh was, uh, Nick, Nick, this is a recent example. So Dave, Mac, Dave Maxwell, the, 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 the Hunter Chase rider, yeah. and he, he, he was um, uh, basically told by Paul Nichols, said, look, you're, you're riding too short. You know, like you, you, like who's told you to ride like this? You're not. You, yeah. You'd be better. You know, like loosening a loosening a stirrup hole and riding that bit longer. It'll help yeah. you sit better. You, you'll feel better in your races. So I mean, it's a lot to say that it's going to improve Dave Maxwell. But the thing was, Nichols was right. You know, he was he was trying mm. to ride like like a like like a, a professional fully fledged jockey was. So so incredible. That, that Paul Nichols has to come out and, and said, I, I don't know who's teaching him, but they're teaching, they're teaching him wrong. And mm. obviously it was it was Dave Cross, who was mm. the, the national jockey coach. Well, I think this sums it up because the current set of jockeys, let's be right. I mean, I mean that's why Frank in a Tory, I mean, Joe Fanning's just won a gold cup at, 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 at 50 odd. Uh, Frank in a Tory's 50. Um, you know, and these lads are, are like there should be someone now that's just absolutely different gear to these old boys, but there isn't. You know, it's like this, Oshie Murphy's decent to good, but like you've highlighted, there's flaws in him. Um, and when when, still- um, when Lester was coming up for his first retirement, uh, and he was still at Cecil's, and he, he talked to a good pal of mine, George Windsor, who was the uh, travelling head lad at Cecil's at the time. And George was asking him how he felt, you know, because he knew he was coming up for retirement and that. He said, he said, really, he said, I think I win races now more out of experience than from strength. He said, I don't feel as good as I felt in the mid to late 70s as regards riding the finish. He said, but I, I just feel as though I'm on top of things in a race because I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, I think that's right, you know. I think uh, if, if you think about what's going on, you've got an awful lot of chances against this list. Well, I think we're in an era now that of like, if if if, if say a, a a professional punter or a really good racing judge criticises a jockey for for either uh, style or uh, number, of, like for example Luke Morris's whip style, um, you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, all you get back from these 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 guys now is is how how many horses have you ridden? That's literally the response. Is there's, there's no 
Yeah, it's, and, and it's like, who are they listening to? Because, like you said, I, 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 it's got to be the teaching. It has to be the teaching. I, I, don't, I don't think we've got a dearth of talent in the jockey jockeys at the moment. Uh, they're just all very much of a muchness. All all ride similar styles, you know, barring Thrasher Morris, who's, you know, if you watch his style, it's just, he's <laughs> aberrant. I've, I've no idea why. Why? Yeah, I can't have him. Um but yeah, and why you don't get pulled for the whip? It's always above shoulder high. I mean, it's just—he never gets pulled. Never ever gets pulled. He, he must have told him he had polio or something. As a kid, and he has to go with that. <laughs> just again, just the BHA, typical. Uh, right. So we'll move on to um, uh, oh, Big Sanjay. Big Sanjay has uh, tweeted. Uh, hope, hope you're well, Big Sanjay. He says. How many pounds is the SDS penalty currently trading at, John? Uh, he said he'd nice. rather have... <laughs> so, so what we what we saying? You enjoyed his ride in the uh, in the King Ted, didn't you? Well, I just thought it was. He, he just turned the arse into a sitting duck after missing the kick. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's lashed away from the gate and after a fair long way to he's in front, and I was doing plenty in his hands, and then. As you pointed out to me just now, he's he's kicked in the sw- right coming out of Swingley Bottom, more or less. Yeah, he's uh, kicked too soon on the sectionals anyway. You know, um, and I think I think he's low on confidence because he he must fail. He's getting exposed at these big meetings, and it becomes a self-perpetuating myth, doesn't it? And you know, the the more you're thinking about it, the more you 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 go wrong and. Uh, I mean, really, as you said, Syl needs to get his soul with Matt Johnston and start bouncing him out out northern tracks and making all and sticking at that, I think, you know. I yeah. Mean, King Power is going to be King not so powerful, isn't he, shortly, if, if things I'll, go on I'll, the I, I will be astonished, and I'll say this, I will be astonished and I know Thai, I know Thailand, I know Thai Thai people are very loyal and very, you know, to, to their employees. I, I know this; they're very loyal in business. If you're loyal with them, but at the same time, if, they, if he's still there next year, they, they have made a serious error. Who's the racing manager? And probably end up getting the Doyler. You watch. Well, I, I mean, that's the other thing. You know, Stout yeah. going for Doyler over King's Court. And another, another jockey that's dead, really. Um, mm. um, yeah. Anyway, it will all play out, I'm sure, Big Sanjay, but we know what to do. You, you back the things around Beverly, seven and a half furlongs, when you know that you know there's no pace on and you know what he's going to do. And uh, when he's trying to ride Group 2, Group 1 winners around a track where you need to ride, unless he's on something that you just have to sit on, uh, give him a miss. Uh, that's that's my pink. advice. Yeah, yeah, or even it pink. Yeah, I agree. Um, right, so uh, our final question. Uh, appreciate these questions because it really doesn't meet the show. Uh, comes from Ian Davis, and he said, "Hardly ever, hardly ever disagree with you, chaps. But surely the Ascot two-year-old winners coming from four different yards is good for competition. Plus, wide open crops make for better value, better opportunities." And he says, we need Point Lonsdale storming the Chesham like we need a hole in the head, surely. That's that's Ian's thoughts. What do you think, John? Well, I, I use Point, uh, point, point Lonsdale. Um, I use that as a kind of spurious example, really, just because I just think we need a spectacularly good performance, really, that gets the blood pumping a bit. Um, yeah. I mean, what's what we've seen so far going forward? I couldn't see anything remotely troubling the judge in the classic. No, you know, and that's my problem with this. Um, it, a performance doesn't have to come from an Aidan O'Brien house. Um, I was probably wrong to cite that particular example. I maybe should have just said we need a seriously good performance in the Chesham or whatever, you know, um, and left it at that, you know. But 
I chucked Lansdale in. I'm opposing it tomorrow, by the way. Uh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I just think two-year-olds have been so uninspiring this week. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd, I'd concur. Uh, it's, it, it is difficult to ascertain some of the levels of form due to the track biases, etc. And I think for anyone going forwards from a punting perspective, my advice to anyone is to get the racing replays out and analyse everything that were in the middle of the track, say for the first uh, three days, in any, in any case, and ju- just look for horses basically that, that didn't or weren't able to get competitive because of the draws. Uh, and, and that's how that's how you can make notes for the rest of the season and make your punting pay. You know, you, you, there's, there'll be there'll be lots of performances this week you can draw a line through. You know, and that that brings value uh, for future events throughout the summer. So that's what I'd recommend that anyone does. Uh, if you, especially if you've had a bad week this week, um, you know, it's not been great for any of us. I've managed to to back a couple of winners, but one got chucked out today. So that's that, that kind of sums it up. Um, today, John, any 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 races that sort of take your eye performances wise in terms of of something for the future or something that you think I don't know you, or, or something you're unhappy with or, or an eye catcher or two anything from today's fair that you think? I thought the Angus did it quite nicely in the finish in the Teddy Seven. Yeah, I like um, it. Yeah, it wasn't a horse that I was particularly clean. Climbing the sack with at 13 to 8, um, but I think he did it pretty well. He's uh, he, he seems to have gotten two nice three year olds out of that and the Hampton cart to go forward with the rest of the season. Um, the, the sprint, well, it was then until just as expected, you know, I mean, the frogs on below farm, but the other two were the other two fancied ones, weren't they? Um, yeah, they were right too, weren't they? Definitely yeah, right. Um, I found alcohol free a fairly depressing result. Um, didn't look good enough going into the Guineas, then goes and wins that. I would, I would like to see Snow Lantern win that, to be honest. Even though yeah, never... right. it, it, it shaped nice. And I mean, yeah. you just wonder if you just wonder if in the back of their minds uh, after that is the Falmouth. Yeah. 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 You know. Um, I could, I could I could see that possibly turning up to try and win a Falmouth um, yeah. um, next month at Newmarket on the back of that. It mm. shaped, shaped really well. Um, from Sam Loop surprised me in the Sandringham. I thought that was an excellent run up the middle um, when Johnny Mertens came up the fence because there was no way on earth I could have that performing being out of Red Ransom Mare. And she's only small and I think that was a Belting run from her. Now, whether it bottoms her or not, I don't know, but I thought that was an absolute crackerjack of a run. Yeah, we discussed that before, didn't we? We didn't, yeah. really, like, didn't really like on the ground exception. Mm. Um, and uh, I suppose Quicksand did its either credential as no harm whatsoever, providing a stick plenty of water on in August. Yeah. What did you make of um, the jockeys today? Again, again, we talk about idiots, bin men, um, <laughs> in the sad. And and straight away, straight away, what did he do in the first? Down yeah. the centre. Down, yeah. I mean, despite what's gone off over the last few days, I know what, the best place to be is down the centre. And only where, Nick where Bradley... Where yeah. Nick, Nick Bradley, Bradley ignores it and sends his way yeah. down the centre. And, and, and Oscular ran the blinder on its own. Um, as I said, the, you look the, throughout the day, create belief down the stands rail. Uh, significantly the last winner down the stands rail so how stupid are these folk that after what's gone off I know what we'll do in the Albany we'll all go down the middle you know absolute turnips absolute bin men there's absolutely no way you can make that decision on what walking the track there is no way that you can walk the track humans in shoes you know lightweight jockeys and even big fat trainers whatever walking the track you can't make enough imprint in the ground to decide, oh, well, it's it, it's now slow on stand side. It's no, they've just I said... I don't get where they walk the track, you know. I mean, all right, Stickles has his faults, but he, he goes right across the track and gives you right in the centre, middle and far side. You know, yeah. so, I mean, what, 
what do they want? What, what do they think they're going to spot? They're in, they won't get with his stick. Yeah, so that was my bonkers moment there, the Albany. The idiots in the Albany. Well, I mean, Nick Bradley won't be my favourite character, but well done for just completely ignoring the others and going down the stands with your pair because, because that, that was the right thing to do. Um, but yeah, there we go. I mean, right, so we've covered off what me and John think today and we're looking at tomorrow where it's going to be full of soup, John. Um, we've got you. You've, and I can't stress this to punters enough. Forget what they've done in the past. Forget the last runs. Forget what they're doing. It, it's just it, the only thing you need to know is: Have you got the draw? And I'm still saying high, high. And will you go on the ground? And I think if you got if you go on the, the ground, then then you're fine. If you've got the draw, you're fine. Forget it. Forget everything else. Obviously, you need ability. And when I'm not saying just ignore the form, I'm just saying don't go to bed. With something, well, this is this is beat this last time, etc. It'll matter not tomorrow. It literally is whether you've gone the ground and you've got the draw. It's simple as that. John, we're going to start with the Albany. Have you got enough? the Albany? That was today. The An idiot. I know. I know. That's the gin. Sorry, folks. That is the gin. Honestly. Um, um, well, I'm still I'm still panning for the winner for the jelly bean. Actually, after our our. Yeah. Um, Double A star, and that got to, taken out today, which I, I am glad about because I don't need to handle that. Um, and I'm going to reach for the moon for John and the real slim theory. Um, I thought this ran a nice debut, and being out of a saddle as well as mare, I think this could be just the ticket for it tomorrow. Um, I certainly think it will suit. And the le soup will uh, will be a good fit for this one at this at the current stage of its career, and I think it'll uh, it'll prove to be a fairly solid each way proposition against these. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I can't knock that out all apart from possibly that. Uh, the see the stars. Oh, by the way, if you see, well, you'll you'll know the dam. Uh, uh, pretty well, won't you? Know, on that one, uh, uh, Golden Stream. That was that was uh, yeah. That was trained by that was trained by uh, Sir Michael. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, only thing that put me off slightly with that would be the ground. Maybe being a Sea of the Stars, uh, Golden Stream was generally a, a, a sell. She was more or less a, a good good to firm filly. Dad, put me off a bit but you're right about one thing the debut was eye-catching and you have got Frankie in the saddle so yep uh, each way a pleasure for John there reach for the moon um, I gen—I mean sorry Ian Davis but I genu- genuinely thought this was between Point Lonsdale and New Science I'm not really not really giving you anything here Andrew Baldin's had a terrific meeting and he's got the second favourite now Massa Kayla um, obviously but I think that's probably the false flag, if I'm honest. Uh, I'd be against that. Uh, they've made that second favourite. I'm not really a Massa Kayla fan. Um, I, I'm with the O'Brien horse, Point Lonsdale. Love the stride. The stride was absolutely enormous, John, on that. At yeah. the, uh, the Curra. Massive stride. By Australia, I love the cut. Uh, new science, I don't think will have any problems with the ground. That was, that was uh, I think your horse was second to that at Yarmouth. Um, mm. You know, only a length and a half to find, so you're not you're not far off there. Um, so yeah, so that was uh, pointing the obvious out there. No obvious bets for me at the prices, but that's what I did feel there. We move on to the Jersey, John. Uh, a, a, a fantastic race for you. It should be dear, dear to your heart. This yeah, race. Back, back in the dim and distant, yeah. Uh, uh, not been so good in, the, in recent years to me this this race. Not not where yeah. not where Um I thought this looked a, a very tough race actually. Um and I, I couldn't really recommend anything with much confidence at all, you know. I think there's uh, there's some disappointing starts there, there's some there that you maybe give a second chance to with a Sebek, for instance, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it, it's a very, very tough race, then. Right. Um, well, I've, I've got a fairly strong opinion here. I was quite keen on Fast Raj earlier in the week, the uh, the French horse. 
Uh, however, I'm not convinced at all that 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 Colt can handle the uh, the, the really soft ground. I think mm-hmm. he's a genuine decent ground horse, and so I've gone off fast Raj, and I've now gone firmly into the camp of Ballyd Oil again, just to sick me and Davis off a bit more. Uh, Cartoon, uh, right. really, this is my second best bet on the card. Uh, the two times it's encountered soft ground, it's absolutely pissed up twice. Uh, the last time against visualization, it got badly squeezed at the start. It, it, it showed a, a terrific change of pace just to get just to get right up with him in the straight at Leopardstown. Quickened up, quickened up lovely over the mile. Yeah. Um, I said, sorry, I said Leopardstown, it's nice. Um, and and then just in the last half furlong, started to get a little bit tired. I felt over the mile as well. I thought I thought it showed such a such a fantastic change of change of pace that. I think seven's the right trip for it. And at stall 18, loves the ground. You know, I thought this was each way an absolute pleasure. Uh, I thought you, you can get stuck into this, I think. And I'm, I'm, I'm confident of a big run from Cartoon. In the jersey. So, yeah. It's a, I, and, we, and you know, I like, I always say this about Aiden's horses, John. Some of them are just slow burners. Some of them... You know, I know this is won twice, but it's won a maiden and it's won a decent handicap, which now it's got a lot more to do. But yeah. to be fair, it's right. You know, this wouldn't be a vintage jersey, and you know, creative force. I've got my doubts that see, you know, like that's the that's the favourite. I don't think that'll see out seven furlongs on this kind of ground, and, mm-hmm. and it's drawn four, it's drawn stall four. So that that false flag alert there with creative force, not for me. Yeah. Um, Right, we move on to the Hardwick and uh, the three forty. Uh, the well-backed David Menuiz is uh, the French uh, uh, fella that trains in Sussex. He's got the favourite. Wonderful tonight for Christopher Wright. Will Buick takes the ride. Well-backed four to one uh, at the moment. John, any views on the Hardwick? I don't know why I'm not terribly keen on that horse. I mean, it hasn't done anything to particularly offend me. But yeah. there's something about it that doesn't grab me. Um, and, I mean, it's got the rating, it's got farm in the bank, handles soft. And yet, no, I'm just not wanting to back it. You know? No, you mean. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean the, the thing was, like you say, it won, it won the, uh, the champions uh, meeting. The, the Quipka, you know, and did, yeah. and did it and did it lovely in bad ground. So menu is here. It'll be absolutely jumping up and down at the fact that that, that you know they've, they've they've had plenty of rain. So I can see why they're backing it. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I I can see it, but I also know what you mean that when it, when you're at that champions meeting, you know, there's <laughs> something about it. It's usually end of season form crap. Yeah, I mean, um, after after things that they beat, they already got the flip flops on, haven't they? Yeah, they've had enough. Yeah. I don't know, uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe they're feeling another run. I, I don't know. I, I just don't want to get involved at far to one. No. You know? I'm doing that. Um, no, but it's a, it's a, don't ask me for yeah. an alternative, really. You know, I mean, the one horse that I really like in there is Illa Rab. Well, that's, um, that's my that's my absolute nap. Nap on the card. Bang. Right. Smash, in, smash into it. Illa Yes, it's up. It's up in class. Half of these are dead, though. I mean, Broom's Broom's dead. I mean, it's, it, in Ireland, it, it's, yeah. it's been it's been getting runs of the races, egg and spoon races in Ireland. Uh, you've got Japan. You've got Mo- is Mongrel in here? Yeah. Oh no, it's a non-runner Mongrel. But yeah. you know, J- Japan Japan's not running any kind of uh, to yeah. any kind of level. Uh, Logician probably a cripple. Um, you know, about last term, didn't it? Before I like it's land on the ground, but I'll, I can't have Alba Flora short than Illarab. Illarab bolted up, and I mean, didn't just bolt up. I know it was a handicap, but it was off 102. It's one yeah. by three legs, hard held. It's one exposed at a mile and a half. Um, mm-hmm. It's by, it's by, you know, it's six from seven. I yeah. love the horse's attitude, demeanour. It's, it's always like pulled itself up in front as if to say, I've done it. Uh, last time it wasn't that easy, but. It, it wouldn't have mattered if it had pulled itself up in front. It, it literally is. I, I think it's a fantastic colt, and I, I, Illarab is my best bet for the day tomorrow at Ascot in the three forty. The Hardwick. Right, we go to the four twenty, and now I, must, I start to get a bit thin on, a thinner on the ground. We go to the Diamond Jubilee, John. Can you help me here? 
Well, I'm hoping so. Um, I'm I'm going for Glenn Shale to compensate Arch for being done today. Um, I thought this ran pretty well at the back end last year. The draw's possibly not ideal, but course form. It's got a, a good enough rating in the tank, I think. Um, it's within about £3 of the top rating, I think. And uh, I, I think it'd be hard to beat here. I certainly wouldn't be hard to knock out the frame. Okay, Doc. So you're very keen on Glenn Shield. Won it last year for Holly Doyle. Um, great scenes. Um uh, uh, last year and yeah I mean I've got nothing really to offer in this so I'm going to I'll run with you on that because I've not really anything to uh, to shout on about in here at the price there's not a race I'm particularly involved in uh, we go to the Workingham the 5 o'clock uh, surprise to see King's Lynn as short as it is uh, 9-2 to two favourite although it is a Cable Bay Cable Bay's love love the mud love the nerve the mud and uh, inform Andrew Baldin and Brian Moore John yeah, I mean, it, it kind of revolves around this one, doesn't it? Because it is Welling, um, and I'm 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 hoping it gets nutted because there's one John in the next box called called Chief of Chiefs. Charlie Fellas has got Jamie Spencer vote. Um, I think this gets seven easily. Um. He'll have no problem whatsoever with the ground at all. Um, he'll get a fairly patient kind of Spencer. I'm hoping he keeps tabs on the Queen's ass. Uh, he just had too much to do last time. I think he could have nearly won the Vicky Cup. Yeah. And I think 16-1 is, uh, is too big. What about your uh, ropey guest that you mentioned the other day? Yeah, well, I mean, it ran yesterday, didn't it? Um, and I think Queenie probably blew its brains out going going for it about three furlongs out. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it could stage a comeback here. Uh, it has got bits and pieces of farm, shorter trips. You know, I I'll, I'll definitely wouldn't be letting it run loose tomorrow because I'd, I'd be sick. But it, you know, I mean, when I say I'll be backing it to win a Chinese, it will be a Chinese. It won't be flying one over from Hong Kong. Yeah, uh, I would I would have uh, 50 pence each way on Mr. Lupton, I think. Stole 28. Um, like I said, uh, did it well last time. Eight years old, bit long in the tooth, but just at a nice price at 25 to one. Very, very small, though. Not really much much to say and much interest in this race either. We yeah, move on to the final. Yeah, P- Peyton, Pate and... Uh, Pit out, dog in. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way yeah. forward there, absolutely. Right, a more interesting race now is the uh, the the newly introduced uh, Golden Gates handicap at five thirty-five. King Frankel is well bet for the kilt, and uh, uh, the the WAP on board at nine to two. John King Frankel, any view here? I thought I might have a little dab on uh, Fox's tails. I'm not sure about the ground for him, um, but I do think the uh, the Chester run was all wrong under the £10 penalty still. Um, never seen that bit on the track at all. Uh, and I, I was really impressed with this horse when it won the first time up this year. So it showed terrific attitude. Uh, O'Shane takes over from Sill today. It was jump ship to that fantastic fox. So I think at the minute um, I'm heading towards backing Fox's tails. I think the, there's enough stamina on the downside I expect a very way bit of improvement going up in trip. And I mean you probably couldn't get a better better yard for form than that of Andrew Baldwin at the minute. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, obviously that's the that's the that's the form. And Fox's tails. I agree with you, John. Didn't handle Chester at all. Um, just absolutely looked looked all at sea on it. They obviously think a, a lot about this horse. I think it's a good selection. And I think there was that and C set of Richard Faze that that I liked. But I, I'll be honest to, to listeners because 
I haven't, I, obviously with racing today, I haven't had all the time in the world to go through everything with a tooth comb. But up to now, I like C-Set of Richard Fahey's. Uh, I think I think that's got a lot of improvement to come. I'm not happy with the drawing stall for though. I, I don't like inside draws. Um, Fox's tails, like the John's just said, I think that is it's a very good case because it'd be a highly regarded horse in council and add, add Affidel uh, eight lengths behind. I know that was the horse's debut and it was a bit green, etc. So it could it could not mean much, but Fox's tails, I did feel. Uh, could be ahead of the handicap of 93. I, I bet they think that's a stakes horse, and I'm very happy that Sills on Fantastic Fox. <laughs> and, 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 and O'Sheen is on Fox's Tales. So I'd, I'd lean with you, John, that Fox's Tales, that C-Set, do not underestimate C-Set. That is improving rapidly. Yeah. Um, we'll move to the 6-10, the Queen Alex to finish. And if you want back to winner all day tomorrow, probably like us too, um, this will be like one where you'd like screaming to, to try and get out, John. What are we doing on this? I used to love when Cover Up was running in this every year. It used to be like the insurance policy. Make sure I was going home with my bus fare at least. Yeah. Um, I'm firmly behind Stag Horn here. Um, I think this has a lovely chance. Uh, again, for the Archie Watson Holly Doe combination. I think. Um, the ground was a bit lively for it at uh, Ascot first time up when Strad beat it and half length. Um, I think extreme trips will be no problem. I thought uh, this was very good when it pounded the Grand River in the submission at Ponty last year on, uh, on fairly rotten ground, really. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think this will have any fears for Staghorn. And... Uh, Providing Holly doesn't get a bit giddy and just rides a nice quiet race on him, I, th- I think uh, it'd be really dangerous. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. Staghorn is is very very solid. Uh, I, I certainly think it's going to be thereabouts. Um, I I was very very keen on Falcon Eight early in the earlier in the week. The problem is the I, I'm a bit worried about the ground for that. Like I, it was very impressive in the Chester Cup. I like, I like the way it got on with Frank. Frankie got on really well with it. It quickened up in good style in the Chester Cup. It looked a class act there. Yeah. Um, but but I am I am very very worried for the ground for that. I, I, I'm, I, it does not strike me as a as a, as a soup monster. And mm-hmm. um, Stagon will be fine. Um, one possibly you'll not like it. He's, he's a I was just thinking Mildenberger. Okay. Um, uh, uh, for, for, for the kilt um, again th- there are like ground queries but I mean Teofilo Jabawi should be should be alright on, on, on really soft mm. ground mm. but it's not proven on it but Mildenberger in patches has got some really high class form really mm. high class form it's just it's just what Mildenberger turns up and the kilt don't even know the, the kilt won't know what Mildenberger's going to turn up because he won't know um, so yeah, I thought that just maybe at a price, but I'm a, I'm in agreement with you on Sagorn. That'd be my principal choice. So we're pretty much in agreement there. I think an each way bet, uh, each way pleasurable bet there, get four places, a five place, whatever you can get. Right, been an action packed show and a busy one tonight. Uh, we're probably over on our time, but I hope you enjoyed it. Our selections and our feedback on the questions and review of today. Hope you picked up some pointers for some bets tomorrow, and I hope you have a fantastic day. We are back on Sunday with the sermon, and uh, we've got uh, Lorne Malvo and John uh, John Joe on Sunday as well as myself. So enjoy that. Enjoy the sermon. That's all from us. Bye for now.